0: Welcome to Fearless Mom. Today, we kick off our three-part series about mindful thinking, about how important it is to think about what you think about. All the research shows that we can literally change the trajectory of our kids' lives and our lives by thinking about and being intentional with our mindset. So I'm so excited to get started on this series. Again, it is three parts, so I'll give you some information today, but not all of the information. I will be um, distributing it a little bit um, each week, Um, but seriously, the research that I've done, you guys could just, you know, I could just be speaking for three days, but we're only gonna do three sessions, aren't you glad? So, but first we wanna welcome in our online mom, Online moms, we're so glad that you're with us today. We want to give a special shout out to the remote groups, the groups who watch our videos and meet together. We're glad that you have found community um, with your fearless mom group. But we also want to remind those of you who are listening or watching by yourselves. You may be by yourself, but you are not alone. There's a group of moms in Austin cheering you on. We are with you, we are for you, and we believe in you. Let's start with a word of prayer. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to take a breath, to sit back, and to listen and learn how we can be the moms you've created us to be. God, settle our hearts and minds, open our eyes and ears to show us what we need to learn today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Now, my daughter Emily, when she was in high school, um, she decided one year that she was gonna take a more advanced class um, in chemistry. She said, you know, I didn't do um, AP Chemistry one, but I love chemistry so much, I'm just gonna go all in, and I'm gonna do AP Chemistry too. And Mac and I were like, that's amazing, that's so great. And so, it was about a week into the class when she realized that it was a little bit more than what she expected. And um, several weeks in, when she came into our bedroom, tears streaming down our fa- her face, and eventually our faces, but uh, streaming down her face, and she had, now, she'd kind of been setting us up along the way. Emily's good now. She's super intentional, but this was the night before a big test, and she came in, and she's crying, and she said, guys, I mean, I just feel like I I should quit Chem 2. I feel like I should quit AP Chem 2. There's really no reason for me to take it. And she begins to list all these reasons. You know, I'm, I'm not even going into medicine. Everybody else in the class, how many, parent, how many kids say, everybody else, everybody else in the class is going into pre-med, and I'm not. And I'm not even going to take the AP test. And so it doesn't even matter. I can just be in regular. And guys, this is going to kill my GPA. Boy, she was throwing out all the things. And Mac just looked at her, and then she 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 starts sobbing, like big, and she goes, I literally can't fit any more information in my brain. Yeah, she was like 17. Uh This is high school, mind you. And so she is just so frustrated, and Mac just listens, and I'm sitting there by him, and I'm listening, and he says, honey, I see that you're upset about that, but I want you to know that you're not um, dropping AP Chem 2 because it's hard. As a matter of fact, um, it's actually probably good for you that it's so hard. And I hear what you're saying, and it's true. You're probably going to have to work a little harder. And it's possible that you're going to have to work a little harder, and you still won't make a good grade. But you're not dropping the class just because it's difficult. And I'm nodding, yes, yes, what he said. Amen. <laughs> and so then she walks out, of the, and the door closes. Honey, I think she should quit the class I mean I so I go in and I start repeating everything she said I go I mean she's not even taking pre-med I mean this is ridiculous she's not going into medicine and you know I mean, she's not going to take the AP test what does it even matter if she takes AP honey this could really hurt her GPA I'm literally repeating everything she said okay time out. Yes, it's true. I did exactly the opposite of what I teach you all. <laughs> I was I was like, this is so hard. Look at her. She's falling apart. This is not good for her self-esteem. This is bad. <laughs> Mac looked at me just like he looked at her, and he's like, she's not dropping. She can do the work. She can do the work. It's going to take more work, and, and it's probably going to, she's not going to get the grade that she's been used to getting, but that's okay. This is better for her in the long run. And I'm looking at him. And then I realize like he's right, but I don't want to admit it. And so I'm looking, I'm like, okay, okay. And then I'm like, well we'll see. That that's you know, that's what I do when I disagree, you know, but oh we'll see. <laughs> but I know he's right. Uh, See, here's the deal. Mac knew that that was the best thing for Emily. It's so irritating. He's not here. He won't listen or watch this. So I can say he was absolutely right and I was absolutely wrong. I wanted her to feel good about herself. I wanted her, and I thought that working hard would make her feel bad about herself. Now think about that. I literally had convinced myself that working hard would make her feel bad about herself. Mac Knew. He, he was like, here's the deal. He'd much rather go for the process over product. He's like, she will learn to work hard. She will learn tenacity. She will learn humility because she will work hard and maybe not make a good grade. And I was like, but her self-esteem. And he goes, no, no, she will work hard. He said, I'd rather her have hard earned Bs, Cs, Ds, whatever than easy As. I'd rather her work hard. It was so irritating. He was so right, and don't tell him, but all the research supports what he said. All of it, as a matter of fact, that's what we're gonna talk about for the next few weeks. We're gonna dig into the growth mindset. Mac was right, it is about the process and not the product, and Mac was right also that that struggle does not wound self-esteem like we assume it does. Actually, if you struggle, the way the parents handle the struggle can actually help a child embrace struggle to then be better and try new things all the time. And so the growth mindset, that's what we're gonna dig into, and then we're gonna see how it relates to everything else. Carol Dweck, and if you've studied education, you've probably heard her name. It's a big term that we throw around in education quite a bit if you're a teacher, is equipping kids with the growth mindset. The thing about Carol Dweck and her studies It's not just about education. It's not just about learning math or learning English. It actually can affect every area of your life. The growth mindset is so much more than academics. It's so much more than your attitude about reading. It's so much more than what you think about one thing. If you think about, let's just look at the word mindset. It's how you set your mind. So it's not what I think about one thing. It's how I think about everything. And that's why the growth mindset permeates into other areas of your life once you adopt it. Again, it's not what I think about one thing, it's how I think about everything. It is a belief system, it is what I set in my mind. So we're gonna look at the difference. I think the best way to explain growth mindset is to look at its opposite. So what Carol Dweck did in all of her research, this is decades of research with children, students, and adults, she looked at the difference between a mindset and a growth mindset and how that mindset affected kids' behavior, affected their pr- progress in academics and all the things. So let's look at what a fixed mindset is. We're going to put it up. A fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is the belief that abilities and aptitudes are static. That means they are set. Your ability, your aptitude. We, someone with this mindset would say, either you have it or you don't. Someone with this mindset would believe, um, here is my smart child and here is my athlete. Someone with this mindset may believe, well, he was born an athlete and he will always be an athlete. She's born an artist. She's born an academic. Whatever it is, it's fixed. It's set and there's nothing you can do about it. Certainly, it's your responsibility to develop that talent, but you're either born with it or you're not. That's a fixed Mindset. Now, a growth mindset is the opposite. A growth mindset is the belief that abilities and aptitudes are fluid, dynamic, and can be developed. It's the belief that abilities and aptitudes are fluid and can be developed. This is a person who says, if you don't have it, you can certainly work to get it. This is the the mindset that says, Maybe you, maybe chemistry, let's, let's take Emily, maybe chemistry doesn't come naturally to you, but through hard work, learning new strategies, and a little bit of struggle, and some more practice, you can get better at it. <clears throat> it's not either you're good or you're not. As a teacher who loved math, it broke my heart when kids would say, I'm not a math person. Well, I think everybody's a math person. I think somebody just needs to teach you how to love math. I think everybody, my husband would definitely say, yeah, well, I I never learned that. But I do think that how we approach it, how we talk about it to our children, whether it is uh, about athletics, about academics, about relationships, whatever it is. How about emotions, about emotions? Well, you know what, he's just really passionate and he can't control that. That's not a growth mindset, that's a fixed mindset. We believe the growth mindset says that that's what you are now, but you can work on that through work, through new strategies, through practice. You can get better. That is the growth mindset. And one of the things I loved about her research is she specifically looked at transitions. Transitions like elementary to middle school, Uh, middle school to high school and high school to college. So for instance, let's take into middle school. She took these kids who are about to enter middle school and she had two groups and with one of them, she said she gave them a set of math problems. She gave both sets a set of math problems. But with this one, they got them back. She said, oh, you guys are so smart. Y'all are smart. You're good at math. So try this one handed another set of problems that she knew were too hard for them. So this group over here, she hands the first set. When they hand them back to her, she says, "Um, you guys are such hard workers. You stuck with it. You had incredible ideas for strategies that you could use and you worked so hard. Took theirs, handed them back the same problems now that she knew were too hard for them. These kids over here that were told you're smart, you're good at math, that fixed mindset, then they saw those hard problems and didn't even try. They, some of them didn't try, some of them gave up, got frustrated. These over here that were told you're a hard worker, you use so many good strategies, you um, were problem solving and you stuck with it, they applied that growth mindset to the next set of problems, even though they were beyond their abilities. They did it with high school students. Actually, um, it is a guy from UT, David Yeager, and he did his study with kids who were entering high school. He did 12,000 ninth graders in 76 schools across the nation. He wanted a a big random and different uh, schools, different states, all these things. He wanted a big diverse group to choose from to see if this still worked. And so he took all these students and he sent them a computer uh, video. He There were two 25 minute online modules explaining to high school freshmen that intelligence is not fixed and that they can actually get smarter by putting in more effort and trying different approaches. So all it was was two online modules, and they saw incredible success. Actually, this had the power to improve grades for lower-achieving students, and it increased enrollment in advanced math courses for both lower and higher-achieving students. There are so many studies that have been done that say if we can convince people, if we can teach these children actually you can Get smarter. Actually, you can work and get better. This is something that you can do. It is in your power. You have the control to do it. That's the growth mindset. Confession. As I was studying this, I was like, wait, did I parent with the growth mindset? I I definitely used it in the classroom, but I, I don't think I applied it to other areas outside my life. I definitely applied it in the classroom. I was the first one to say, you can do it, you work hard, I was a cheerleader. I was like, you you can get better, you can get stronger, you can get smarter, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it transferred to my parenting as much as I would like to. So heads up, we're gonna look at how we view the growth mindset and I want you to know that it's okay if like me, and, and maybe I'm the only one, but it's okay if you go, oh, er, I, and my kids are, for the record, 25, 25, 23, and 21. And I was like, I did, I did this all wrong, I did this all wrong. But guess what? The growth mindset tells me that I can change and I can get better and I can be better. It's important that we apply to that to ourselves as well. So I have a chart to help you better understand because we've all, all the research shows growth mindset definitely improves your kid's learning, improves your kid's emotional health, improves relational health, and, and I'm gonna show you a little bit how. So I'm gonna have a chart that I'm gonna pull up. So let's pull up that chart. Okay, so fixed mindset versus growth mindset. I think it's helpful. Yeah, if you wanna pull out your phone, just take a picture of it. It's probably easier than trying to write it all. So a fixed mindset, someone with a fixed mindset avoids challenges. The fixed mindset will teach you to avoid challenges and avoid risk, whereas a growth mindset teaches you to embrace challenges and risk. This is one that I, when I read that, I was like, I thought it was my personality and I just left it there. I don't embrace challenge, I don't embrace risk, it's just the way I am. Do you hear what a fixed mindset that is? Now, risk may not come naturally to you, but all of these things are things we can choose. And we know that it makes our life richer, fuller, and we certainly know that it sets our kids up for their best to embrace challenge and risk. And then a fixed mindset. They ignore feedback and criticism. Actually, they may be offended by feedback and criticism, but the growth mindset learns from feedback and criticism because they're like, okay, I can take this, I can filter it, and I can get better. It's not a personal attack, it is help for me to get better and stronger. Um, And then the fixed mindset, give up easily. Growth mindset, never give up. They're always thinking, well, I just need a new strategy. I haven't figured it out, but I'm gonna try something new. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm gonna take a break and come back to it. A fixed mindset, envious of other successes but a growth mindset is inspired. Do you see how a growth mindset says, her success doesn't take away my ability to be successful. I can actually learn from her success. It's just a different way of looking at things. And then a fixed mindset gets stuck after failure. Failure is defeating because it is, I'm not good at this, I'll never be good at this, I'm not smart. Somebody told me one time I was smart and I'm not smart. Instead of that growth mindset that learns from failure. Oh, I bombed on this one, but what can I take away because I always have the power and the control to get better, stronger, smarter. That growth mindset, it affects everything. And then the fixed mindset. And this is for adults, you quit learning after school after high school, after college, whatever. You're just done with learning. But a growth mindset continues to learn. Always learning new things. Always thinking, I can make my brain stronger. I can make my life better. There are things that I can do to improve my life right now. It gives you some control. The growth mindset, again, it's not what you think about one thing. It's how you think about everything. And you can see, I, I don't think it's, hard to consider how being envious of other successes versus being inspired by other successes. I I think it's obvious that we would be better off if we could celebrate others. And so it's not just about education, it's about every area of your life. I think it's easy for us to see in a marriage how a growth mindset could affect us and could improve our relationships. Because what is a fixed mindset? Ignores feedback and criticism, actually offended by it, instead of learning from feedback and criticism. I'm not gonna dig into the Gottmans, but the Gottmans talk about uh, sending bids and responding to bids and receiving influence from your spouse. When a spouse says, this is something that bothers me, instead of being offended I can receive it. I can receive that influence and change my behavior because I care about that person. You see how the growth mindset applies to everything. I definitely had to apologize to Mac as I was studying this. I said, I believe that I've had a fixed mindset about so many things and I didn't even realize it. I believe that I've had a fixed mindset about the way I am, because Mac and I are so different. And irritatingly enough, Mac naturally has a growth mindset. It, it is just who he is. And I, so I was asking him, How did you get there? What is it in you that literally he embraces all challenge, all risk? He learns from feedback. He is the least offended human being that I know. Ugh. He never gives up, which I'm happy about, you know, in, in many areas. He, he literally, there's no envy in him. He doesn't even, that never crosses his mind. He is always inspired by others. He learns from failure. He's like, man, I stunk at that. I, I got to figure out how to get better next time. Whereas I'm like in a puddle over here, you know, and I'm thinking how I want that. I, but I always thought that something he has, it's just in him and it's just not in me. I literally have thought that and not until, guys, I've taught this before. I mean, what was wrong with me? But it hit me like, okay, these are behaviors that I can choose. These are things that I can do. And I'm like, your children, you go, I have a child. He definitely avoids risk. But, hey, guys, you can equip him to embrace risk. Well, I have a daughter, and she is offended by everything. You can equip her to embrace feedback. That's the opportunity we have in front of us. All the research says this will set our kids up for their best lives. This will set us up for our best lives. Good news, it is based on behaviors. You know why that's good news? It's something we can do. It's something we can control. There were no studies that said if you're born in Laurel, Mississippi, you're less likely to be this way. That's out of my control. Hello, fixed mindset. I'm thinking, what is in my control? What can I do to improve my life? And how can I equip my children to embrace that same responsibility and to improve their lives? But the thing about this is, I know from all the research My responsibility is to equip my children to have a growth mindset. And I was studying this, I'm like, I'm gonna tell them how to equip their children to have a growth mindset. Everything I read said, the best way to empower your children with a growth mindset, what do you think? Is to have one yourself it's to have one yourself. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want this to be about me. I want to help these mothers with their children. I prefer to move on with some practical things that I've done in the classroom, literally. And then I'd read something else. Actually, before you ever get to teaching your children, and and it's actually not even effective. If I tried to teach a growth mindset out of a fixed mindset, it's not effective. So moms, We're going to make it about us. We're going to make it about us, and we're going to get our mindsets right so that then we can equip our kids' mindsets. And actually, as uncomfortable as it was for me to start to examine myself and my views about this, I kept going back to, I'm growing, my brain is growing, my uh, my relationships are going to be better. I had to go back and reassure myself in that growth mindset chart because my first glance at this was I, I failed my kids. I set them up and I tried to set them up with a growth mindset, but I have a fixed mindset. I don't think I encourage challenge. I don't think I encourage feedback or criticism like I should have, I don't think, and, and it became everything that I didn't do. What is that? A fixed mindset. So what I'm doing now is I'm saying, okay, Julie, sorry, this is like a therapy session for me. <laughs> I hope y'all are gaining something from it. But, um, so I was like, okay, how do I receive, because basically this was correction for me. This was correcting my behavior. This was, and so I'm like, growth mindset, growth mindset. How do I receive correction? I am growing. I am growing right here in front of y'all. I am growing. I'm growing publicly with all of our online audience. We can all grow together. Because if I stay here and say, I did it all wrong. Guilt is the enemy of forward progress. Guilt is the enemy of forward progress. Guys, my kids are still still influenced by me. My husband, my relationship with him, still important to me. My relationship with my friends, with my coworkers, still important to me. So I could look at this and go, ooh, man, I messed up. I'm gonna teach these moms to do it different. Or I could say, actually, I can change and have a growth mindset. And I'm actually gonna be more influential in helping you if I adopt a growth mindset. And I'm gonna be more influential in my kids' lives if I adopt a growth mindset. So we're gonna do this together. This is what I know to be true. Some things are more caught than taught. And yes, do we need to work on our vocabulary? Absolutely, but some things are more caught then taught. I have another story about Emily. It was a few years before she was in high school. She was between, I'm going to say, 18 and 24 months. And I noticed that every time Emily got up off the floor, she grunted. Every time. It didn't matter where she was sitting, but particularly off the floor. Every time she stood up, every time. And I was like, that is so peculiar. Now, What I want to tell you is that when Emily was 18 to 24 months, I was pregnant. I want you to think about what I quickly discovered about myself. So I was like, Mac, what is wrong with her? Do you think she's injured? Do you think it hurts her to get off the floor? Every time, uh, every time she stood up. And so I'm playing a game with her on the floor. I get up. What do you think I do? Remember, I'm like six months pregnant, okay? And I, uh and it hit me, oh my <laughs> word. I have literally taught her that every time you get off the, off the floor, you're supposed to announce it to the world by grunting. <laughs> you see, she picked up on that. Our kids are sponges. And so she was picking up that every time you get up off the floor, you grunt. I had to really work on that to undo that behavior. And so what we wanna do is we wanna acknowledge Many of the things that we teach are more caught than taught. And when it comes to the growth mindset, having one yourself, um, taking the time, doing the work to examine your own mindset will be so beneficial for your children because you change your vocabulary, they will change their vocabulary. And it's not about making you feel guilty, guys. I have enough guilt this week for all of us, okay, as I study this. What I wanna do is I wanna challenge you to have a growth mindset about your growth in this area, about your getting a growth mindset, and to dive in and go, I can change this. Uh, Today's a new day, and God is good, and God uses everything. So check your mindset. Check your mindset. Ask yourself these questions. Check your mindset. How do I view intellect and ability? And I mean really ask yourself. Do I believe that you're either born with it or you're not? Do I believe that, well, here's my athlete and here's my academic? Or do I believe that here's my artist and here's my, or do I believe it's something that kids can learn? To be sure there are kids who are born with a natural ability for something, we're not saying that. We're saying that even if you're not born with it, you can learn to do new things and it actually grows your brain. And actually, the people, there are so many examples. Michael Jordan, who was cut from the high school basketball team. Uh, You know, he did okay for himself. Um, But he was a hard worker. Everyone talks about his work ethic. Um, Kobe Bryant, um, I'm stuck on basketball right now. My son loves basketball. Or Tiger Woods, everyone is like, he was obviously born with an ability, but man, he practiced. And they talk about his work ethic and, and the drills and over and over. It's the same with artists. It's the same with um, writers, with speakers, whatever it is. There are people, yes, to be sure who are born. There are also people who are born with ability but have a fixed mindset and therefore they don't take risks. They don't try, they fail. And I'll tell you one of the greatest examples that came to my mind as I was studying was Joe and his ninth grade basketball team. He made the B team and he was very disappointed because he was right on the line. And the coaches said, you know, um, we, we were going either way, we put you on the B team. And he was so disappointed. But I'm gonna tell you about these two teams. So the A team, if they got down two or three, and these were some natural athletes at this age, they really, you know, stood out. So, um, they would get down two points, four points, and say, we're losing. They would just give up, so they lost so many games. Here's the B team over here. Joe and his friends, man, and Joe, here's the thing about Joe, he literally always thinks he can win. (laughs) And so, he goes into that, and they'd be 20 points down, and Joe's like, we got this, guys. We got them right where we want them, literally. They lost one game. It was like the first game against somebody. I don't even remember who it was. They literally won every game. It's all about mindset. It was the best experience for him. It was so good for him. It is that, how do you, how do you view it? Do you, do you encourage you know, hard work? You may have a talent, but man, if you're gonna do something with that talent, you have got to work, intellect and ability. How do you view challenge and struggle? do you still embrace challenge do you still embrace struggle your own as well as your children do your children see you embrace struggle do you talk about this is hard for me man but i am not giving up do they see you do that how do i view critique and correction are you offended by it do you write those people you're dead to me off your list (laughs) yeah how do you receive correction You know, some of you are like, "Uh "Huh, I remember. She told me that I didn't do, you know, that I should change this, so we are no longer friends. (laughs) Um, But how do you receive correction and critique? And to be sure we filter and we you know, eat the fish, spit out the bones, and, and we know when it's coming from a good place. But when it comes from people that you trust, can they give you correction? Can they give you critique? And you receive it and say, I can learn from this. And then how do you receive it when someone critiques or corrects your child? Do you allow it? Do you, uh, do you, and, you know, say, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You're amazing. You know, do, how, how, how do, you, do you allow that and say, I heard her say that, do you think there's anything you could learn from that? Boom, no emotion. It's not personal, it's not, um, there's no shame involved or attached. And then um, how do you view mistakes and setbacks? How do you view mistakes and setbacks, your own and your child's? Again, this is, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't help it, Mac and I are so different that the, it just kept popping out. This is Mac. I made a mistake. Oh, I feel terrible about that, man. I, gotta, I won't do that next time. This is me. Oh my gosh, I'm a loser. I, I mean, I, it, it gets, I, I, I do not deserve love. You know, I, I just pile up and I'm like, what is that? You know, I can receive, I can fail. You know what it makes me do? And this is what their studies showed, that a lot of people, when they get, they have middle schoolers or high schoolers who've done really well, And then they get to middle school or high school and, or especially college. And like, maybe you were, um, you know, kind of a rock star at your high school and then you get into an environment or a rock star at your middle school or a rock star at your elementary school. And then you get to a bigger environment with a lot of other rock stars. And so they said that actually what they saw was high performing, high achieving kids quit trying. They were so They were so risk avoidance. They were so, you know, fear of failure. It just over, they were like, I'd rather not try because then I could tell myself, well, I could have done it. I just chose not to. And so what we want is kids who lean into it, who embrace like, man, these kids around me, and this is an opportunity to learn. It's just like Jaeger studied. It's just like Dweck said. If we can prepare our children, hey, before you uh, go to middle school, I just want to give you a heads up that, um, you can make your brain uh, smarter, stronger, just by the struggle, just by, I remember my dad dropping me off for um, the ACT. Um, I don't even know if they still, do they still do the ACT? I know it's SAT, I'm old, okay, whatever. Um, And so, but I remember him dropping me off and saying on my way out, Julie, you're not gonna know everything and that's okay. And it changed the way I took the test. You know, he was like, that's okay. You still go in, you still do your best. It's like a challenge, you know? Okay, I don't know it, but I can do the best I can. Otherwise, I would have just panicked when I saw something that I didn't know. Um, So it's a big deal. How do I change uh, how I view these, or how do I view these in my life and my kids? Now we're gonna go to change your mindset vocabulary. Change your mindset vocabulary. And this is where it can get really practical for you this week. This week I do wanna challenge you to consider your mindset throughout your week. We're gonna, um, that's gonna be our project for the week, to listen um, to the words that come out of your mouth, to be mindful of how you approach challenge, how you approach critique, how you answer these questions. But then I want you to try to put these words into your vocabulary. The power of yet, yet. I'm not good at that, what? Yet. Your son, I'm not good at math. What are you going to tell him? Your daughter, I can't um, understand this English. Your child, I can't make my bed yet. We're going to add that. Just adding yet to the end of a sentence will change the way you view things. It's empowering, especially for the little bitties that you're thinking, well, my child's a baby. How am I doing that? Oh, you're teaching vocabulary. You are, don't underestimate the vocabulary. You're teaching your youngest children. And so we say things like, you're so smart. I'm not saying you can't ever say that. I'm saying I want you to think about, oh, you're working so hard. You're building your brain. Your brain is getting bigger because you're, you're trying new strategies. You, you finished that project even though it was difficult. You see how I did that? So I, I'm changing my vocabulary a little bit and I add yet. I can't do that yet. I can't, um, like for instance, personally, I can't barrel race on a horse yet, but FYI, um, y'all are laughing, I'm totally learning how to do that. I decided, and then when I read this, I'm like, I'm definitely doing it now. I'm taking lessons, and at 50, I will have a growth mindset. I can't wait to show y'all video of my first rodeo. Um, Okay, so not yet. And then the power of choice. The power of choice, you're empowering your child with hope and control, you're empowering yourself with hope and control. When I'm in a situation, if I feel like I'm failing, if I feel like I'm struggling, if I'm receiving critique, I get to choose how I respond. I'm, that's empowering to me, that is, it is my responsibility, I can do that, the power of choice. Uh, giving kids choice, and I don't mean like, what do you wanna wear today? I'm talking about the choice of response. All my research says, and I'm gonna go into that, now. let me finish this. Oh my word, there's just so much guys. I'm gonna to have to cut this off today because I've got lots more to say. That rhymed, so I'll probably say it again sometime. Um, okay, <laughs> and then the power of praise. The power of praise, that's what I meant by be aware this week of how you praise. Be aware of what you say, your vocabulary, the language you use, and what are you praising? Praise the effort, praise the struggle, praise the failure, um, praise the and, and literally in our house. Now keep in mind, we have a a long relationship built with Emily, and I would say, um, how did it feel to be the only one in that chemistry class who didn't know anything today? And now keep in mind, I we had built, uh, you know, it wasn't in the height of her, you know her fit or anything it was like how was that test were you the only dodo you know and not now now listen carefully i we we built the relationship she knew what i was doing what i was saying to her was it's okay if you're not the first one to get the answers you're still learning it's okay there's no shame in being the last one to figure it out you figured it out you stuck it out man she did it all year and i will tell you this her college scholarships that she got were based on her SAT scores and her ACT scores. I'm gonna tell you why she did so well on her SAT and ACT tests. Because in her Chem 2 class, she learned how to take a test when she didn't know all the answers. She learned test-taking strategy. I'm gonna mark the ones I don't know and go back to them. And there's some that I'll never know, so i am go ahead and put an X through that one. <clears throat> but that is how she earned so much scholarship money. What I thought was going to hurt her actually ended up funding a great deal of her college. So don't underestimate the, the process. And, and we've got to get to a point where we go, oh, what's the definition, definition of parenting? To prepare my children for life. life. And so then this struggle right here, it may, yeah, it could have affected what college she got into, but that's not my end goal. The, the struggle was of great benefit to her and I began to praise the struggle, praise the failure, praise not, hey, you failed today, let's go out to dinner. But you failed, that was uncomfortable. She didn't fail the class, but you, you didn't do what you wanted to do and that was uncomfortable, but look, you're better for it, you're stronger for it. And then when she did so well on her test, I brought it back to that. So then there's no fear of that struggle or being the only one in the room who doesn't know. And so, cause that's the courage then to raise your hand and ask questions. Everything that I've studied over the last several years, whether it is about emotional fragility or it is about um, um, emotional strength and um, learning to identify, process, express and overcome your emotions Whatever I've learned, I found that mindset was the common ground. That actually, it's how we think about everything. Why? Because it is the position and the posture and the perspective that we have on all of the decisions we make. And the growth mindset actually puts the hope and control back into the hands of the one making the decision, back into me. But here's what Carol Dweck didn't know. Here's what her research didn't, I guess, encompass, is what if we partner that growth mindset with our belief that God can do anything in and through us? Now we're unstoppable. Now we go, now we look at that failure and we go, oh, how's God gonna use that in your life? How's God, now we've got Romans eight twenty eight to back us up. So not only are we embracing it, we're now empowering them because we can say without a doubt, that time was not wasted. That class will be used in your life sometime. And it goes back to, let's look at Romans 12 <clears throat> Yeah, Carol Dweck invented the term growth mindset, but God was way ahead. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing what? The way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will for you is, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God changes the way you think. We have that power to help us. Look at Philippians 4, 8. Fix your what? Thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And read the next part with me. Think about, uh, I said read the next part with me, people. I am a teacher, I will not move on unless you do what I ask, ready? What did it say? Think about about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. God knew long before Carol Dweck ever was born that how we think about what we think about matters and that he can help us change the way we think. This is what I know to be true, and this is what we'll talk about in the coming weeks, that whether it's for ourselves or for our children, we have to learn to be mindful. All the research out there, all the buzzwords right now, mindful thinking and um, mindset, it's about being aware of your thoughts. It's about recognizing that is a thought that is not me that is a feeling that is not me. So I wanna add to your vocabulary change this week. Every time, because I talk a lot about, and I actually, I don't know that I've ever realized how important this could be. This is part of our research. Instead of saying, I am sad, I want you to start saying, I feel sad. I want kids to recognize that is a feeling that is not who I am. I feel discouraged. I feel frustrated. I see that you feel upset. That does not mean you are. Does that make sense? So I want to challenge you to do that this week. Um, And then, uh, you know, focus on that Galatians 6, 4, and 5. Pay careful attention to what? your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct, Galatians six, four and five. We embrace our responsibility. We are gonna become aware of our mindset this week and we're gonna do the work necessary to acquire and to build a growth mindset of our own so that we can empower our children to do that. So we're gonna move into a time of reflection. And this is the time where we look and see, God, is there something I can do? Is there a choice I can make or an action I can take to step more into that growth mindset and to be the mom that I'm called to be? And how can I teach my child a growth mindset? So this requires honesty, humility, and community. This was, part of my week this week was asking my kids, was asking Mac, you know, what do you, have I ever said this? What do you think I think about this? Mac, why are you so irritatingly growth mindset? I don't mean you need to say that, but why, why but it, it was a time of me to look at myself, and it was hard, but I know that God will use it, and I'm not afraid of difficulty, I'm not afraid of correction, I'm not afraid of, um, you know, struggle because I know that there's nothing wasted, nothing is wasted. So check your mindset this week. And then move into um, using those vocabulary words, adding yet, seeing when you can use the word choice. You have a choice about your behavior. I see that you feel this way. What are you going to do? That's your choice. And then the power of praise. Watch for opportunities to praise the process and not the product for yourself as well as for your children. Let's bow our heads. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, that there's so many smart people out there who wanna empower us to be better. And God, I thank you for your word that assures us that yes, we can do our thing, but the magic happens when we partner with you, that you will fill in the gaps for us, that you will give us the strength, the courage, the wisdom, the tenacity, the grit, That we want to build into our children. Help us see, God, areas where we can improve and help us lean in and not shy away from that. We know you love us and we know you want to help us be the best that we can be. In Jesus' name, amen.